What's up, everybody? Welcome to The State of Wild, episode 84, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my two good friends and award-winning co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been a bit of a slow week in the Hearthstone world, um, kind of like last week. We're, you know, expecting some sort of announcement any minute now, but... Uh, all the more time for me to jam um, a lot of Elden Ring. So uh, that's what I've been doing with my with my week when I haven't been streaming. Ruffle, I feel like we did the same thing last week, and uh, I feel like it's going to be the same thing next week as well. Just more and more Elden Ring. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Announcement or yeah. no, there's going to be more Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, big night out in the town celebrating... Uh, you know, the award show that Born to the Wild, our friends over there, hosted. There's the uh, the People's Choice Awards, a whole thing put together by Wild Community member uh, Blue Train. And it was a, uh, it was a very fun show. It was great. It was a nice celebration of, you know, a whole bunch of people in the Wild Community. It was very wholesome. And uh, just overall, you know, just a uh, just a good, a good, fun, great thing to have for the uh, community overall. Yeah, the, the people chose and you are the best community member. I think we all knew it, but it's like it, it's important that that like <laughs> gets locked in and cemented. So uh, congratulations to you on that. Oh, thank you. I think there may have been some severe vote splitting going on and all that. But um, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. All those bribes paid off. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this week we've got a, uh, a pretty unique episode for you guys. Not something we normally do uh, because like these guys have mentioned. We're in a little bit of a lull. We're waiting for the uh, the new announcement of the new Hearthstone year. Um, historically, like the past four years or five years, it's already been announced by now. Um, and so we're a little bit later. Uh, still feeling the effects of everything getting pushed back from Mercenaries, maybe. Uh, maybe just a little bit mm-hmm. of skeptical. Uh, just come on, give, give us the new stuff. It's about time. Uh, especially, like, this is the time of year that we're really excited because we not only get a brand new expansion... We get all those reverts, so we're really, really just waiting for some news. So, in the meantime, while we wait, uh, we're going to be doing a mailback episode where we're just answering a bunch of the questions from you guys in the community that you guys submitted via Twitter and YouTube last week. Uh, So, excited to dive into all of those related to Hearthstone and uh, some personal content creation things as well. But before we get into all of that, got to take care of our housekeeping stuff. So if you guys enjoy the content, whether you guys are watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything like that, if you guys enjoy the show, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. It's a small thing, but it does support us a ton. You can also support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash stateofwild and pick up some sweet perks. And of course, you can always come join the State of Wild Discord server to come interact with everybody in the community and talk all things Wild Hearthstone. Alright, so let's uh, let's hop into it. This is, I think, going to be a pretty casual episode. We're just going to be hanging out. Uh, and so we have the questions kind of split into two. Hearthstone-related and kind of not Hearthstone-related. Uh, so let's start off with some of the Hearthstone stuff. So the first question comes from uh, Zombies Go Nom Nom. If we had the power to make one change in Hearthstone, solely focused around or for the WoW format, what would it be and why? For example, more nerfs and bans, wild opens... Uh, some sort of in-between format, etc. So kind of just open the floor up for whoever wants to answer first. Uh, yeah, delete the Juggernaut. Uh, that would be the that would be the one uh, like card-specific change that I would make. Um, more seriously, though, um, I, I think just something 
in order to incentivize players to move over to wild at least for a little bit of time try it out see if they like it in the past i was wide opens so i think once a year is not nearly enough um but i would also maybe even if it's not a necessarily a competitive um integration like a, a tournament like the wild open was uh, even just like wild specific events just give players a reason to again try out the format and see if they like it so um i think that for the most part um throughout my time playing wild which has been several years now like it's always seemed like it um the biggest hurdle is getting players to try it um and so um i think anything that can do that would uh would be a great way to uh would be a great boon to the uh the format yeah i mean the answer is wild open like for me that that is the first thing and ultimately it is just the same thing you said right like give players incentive to try the format that's ultimately what it boils down to give us um give us something so like the the dream scenario like if i could have it maybe um you know one tawny an expansion like first expansion tawny second expansion tawny and then you do like the world champ at the the third one something like that you know like break it up into two parts in the final for the third expansion that would be like the dream case scenario but um other than that you know <laughs> like i i do think it's honestly hard to say more than that because you know like what else can we really be wanting here card specific changes you can kind of like go through those every expansion every time those kind of change but they actually have been pretty active in sort of addressing that um or at least relatively active um you know very recently they did touch stuff so that stuff doesn't bother me as much but giving some sort of bone to the community would be uh would be great yeah i think when we had uh no hands like uh america's gm on the show he said the exact same thing right like give us like a, a baby wild open every expansion it doesn't have to be an insanely large prize pool if you just take five thousand dollars per region every expansion and just host a tournament <laughs> it's not that big of a financial burden and would incentivize people to play the play the format right which i think would be awesome um to, to be fair though i mean there are a lot more costs involved in running a tournament than just the prize pool it's not enough. just here's five thousand dollars play the play the hearthstone like production costs um are need to be considered as well, well i mean even at the point of, like maybe we don't even need to broadcast the majority of the tournament right like you broadcast like the top eight the top 16 and so it's like a one-day broadcast and then like i i know that there's more back end like from running tournaments myself i know that there's a lot more back end to that but if you look at how much they're pumping into these other formats right we're asking for like we one percent of that budget yeah. to come to wild every expansion and i don't know if that's asking too much Clearly, clearly they've done the math and, and it is. So yeah, like, uh, like is. Yeah. right, like uh, the, <laughs> the difference is, is that the, the other formats make more money. So that's they're going to they're going to keep pushing the ones that make more money. Like is I, I think that they're leaving potentially money on the table by not advertising the wild format because they could sell wild bundles. And, you know, we had this conversation with no hands, but um, I mean, I don't have, you know, the data on the, the previous wide opens and what whether or not that that moved the needle in any direction i like the fact that they stopped doing them suggests that maybe it didn't um but um you know they also didn't have wild specific bundles at the at the time so like who who knows what could have uh um you, you know could have been if they had that at the time but like 
Um, first of all, I would push back on not only wanting a portion of it uh, uh, broadcast because, like, I, I think the point is to, to broadcast it as much as possible, make it as big of an event as possible. And then, um, you know, again, it's still very costly to, like, actually run a tournament in the way that, like, the um, the Hearthstone Esports uh, production uh, does. Like, like they, for better or worse, like, they have phenomenal uh production quality on like the like um main channel events and you know that that costs money to do and clearly they don't think that they can recoup that i think they should do it anyway and i think that they probably would uh give it in the, if they did it right but oh well yeah well i mean i kind of maybe just want to add something on to just while WoW tournament and like competitive support but i would just love to see a couple of things so first thing in in gm why i still don't understand why we don't have them do multiple types of formats right now they're doing different types in standard where they have standard last hero standing um conquest and now trio right as like their new formats but maybe like once or twice in a season doing something like wild uh it would that's like their premier thing right the whole point of that is to promote hearthstone essentially and doing wild would be i know a lot of the gms probably wouldn't like that <laughs> like yeah. knowing that but <laughs> yeah they, that would the be very of, unpopular yeah. in within the, the group but no i think that like grandmasters is inherently kind of like a show match type uh tournament right like just based on the way the invitations are the, the way it's pretty limited it's like not an open so it, like if it's if you're just gonna if it's gonna be a show match, which like the old Hearthstone Invitationals were pretty cool with like uh you know the the community run ones um, were pretty cool where they just invited big names and had them play games uh, like that's fun um, if if that's what GM was going to be because it's going to die now like just embrace that and like do more um, fun things with the the format so I agree with you on that like just you know nobody really cared about gm anyway so like try it out with the uh, or giving them some curveballs i mean G gm has changed a lot currently so this is kind of a little bit going to the past because gm right now is being uh you know stripped to the bone like it's only going to be a few weeks kind of thing and it's a very very tight schedule so right yeah in the I, in the past i don't understand why they didn't do that but yeah um yeah. and then the last thing i guess i kind of want to pose this do you think that more people would play this format and I think this has been brought up to Ixar in his Q&As, uh, just some sort of subscription model, uh, making it easier for people to gain cards to play the wild format, where it's like you can rent all the wild-specific cards for a set amount of money per month. So that this also might address some of that questions that we had last week, where we're saying, how do we get people to play stuff that's not just the best of the best, not just Pirate Warrior and stuff like that? Um, and, and by giving people more cards and giving them the cards to play the wild format i i know this might take away a little bit from their bottom line and people purchasing packs but subscription models have been beneficial in the past so what do you guys think about that no i think that depending on how they price it a subscription model would likely end up being less consumer friendly like it would actively be very bad for me personally at the rate that i play um and the amount of uh so, so for someone like me that's highly engaged it's going to be a bad deal um for maybe somebody that's um you know playing less frequently it's going to be a good deal but then they're playing less frequently so they're not actually like getting their money's worth in in some way so i think uh it, it would heavily depend on the pricing which uh to be honest like 
not something Blizzard is best at. <laughs> and so, um, like, you know, we said the same thing about Mercenaries early on. If they do the pricing right, it could be a fun game mode. They didn't do the pricing right. I wouldn't expect them to for a subscription model. Um, like, and especially if they're going to, like, replace the traditional monetization path uh, with that. Because, again, I think highly engaged players would end up with a net loss there in terms of uh, how much they're spending. Yeah, I assume Yata's talking more as like an option that players can take rather than something that you know like they have to do in the future um in terms of opt-in like the, the subscription model i don't know i'm like, i'm sure it's a very complicated question <laughs> like i'm not really equipped to answer all the finances behind the scene and all that kind of thing um i can imagine if they botch the pricing on the first go it becomes very very awkward for them in either direction um, where, like, if they shoot it way too high the first time, then it's kind of a disaster. And if they go way too low and they need to bump the price up a lot, then that's also a bit of a disaster. So it kind of feels like it's a little bit of a tough situation, um, especially, you know, given that their pricing issues that they've had. Um, I don't really know. Like, I, I think a lot of time in Wild, uh, if you want to try Wild, you could do so really cheaply. Like, I, I don't know. The whole, like, whale opt-in buy every card i don't think that's necessarily like the biggest thing that's uh holding a lot of people back i, I would say a lot of companies have in past years again including the company i worked at which was a software company moved towards a subscription model because it's better for the company and not uh mm -hmm. it's not very consumer friendly in general i think that like even if on an individual basis it works out better for you like it's also kind of preying on people that forget to cancel their subscription and that's how they end up making a lot of money without delivering uh, a whole lot in return so like i think that i'm just personally not a big fan of um anything subscription based yeah i, I was just hypothetically it was like in addition to being able to purchase cards if you just say for like an x amount of money per month you get access to these wild specific cards that you can use to play the format I, I just think making that barrier of entry easier somehow, some way, whether that's... I think cards should just cost less to craft when they rotate because they're, like, half as useful. So, like, that, mm -hmm. that's what that's what I've always um, kind of promoted as a way to make the, the format more accessible. Obviously, that's very selfish for me as somebody that plays the wild format, so I would benefit from that immensely, but, like... You know, the it, it it makes sense in the context of um, like a rotating format like this. Yeah, that goes Where against everything in every other card game, right? Where... Well, no, the, okay, but this is a digital card game. Yeah, there is yeah. no scarcity involved, so like the, exactly. it doesn't like the, there is no need for cost to go up when cards become less playable. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's move on to our, our next question here. We have uh, Tivalia asking, if you can modify up to three cards to improve the health of the game, let's assume the WoW format, what changes would you make and why? So I already know what one of Rolfus is going to be, but I'm interested in what his other two are. Um, I don't know. It's really hard to, to pick another two because a lot of the ones that I've uh, really championed in the past have actually gotten removed. Uh, in the past, it was... Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, sorry, Corb. And uh, before that, it was Blood Bloom. Um, so clearly, I am phenomenal at identifying broken cards in the the format. That's why, as everyone knows, uh, Voidcaller was uh, was nerfed a long time ago when it definitely needed to be. 
Um, so a 100% hit rate for me. Um, maybe Snowfall Guardian. Um, I think that, that card is uh, still a little bit irritating for me personally, just because uh, I like interactive games sometimes. We're not going here today. Nope. <laughs> um, I don't really know what else I would um, I would hit. Maybe something like the the things that are coming to mind right now aren't even like in the the broken things in, in the format. So I'm thinking like either raised dead kobold librarian and warlock, or maybe something in questline hunter. But that kind of just got hit, and I don't know like where not really seeing much um counterplay to that right now so i don't know i i would probably just focus on um on those two those are the ones that bother me the most right now in uh raid the docks and uh snowfall guardian yeah this is a really uh tough question and something that i haven't really put enough thought into <laughs> because you know it isn't just about like nerfing cards um, when we talk about changes, there are probably a lot of really good candidates that could be buffed, that um, could be kind of healthy. And, you know, there are a few that kind of come to mind that I can't figure out exactly how I buff them. But, um, you know, even even cards like Zihi um, might be a little nicer if it was a little bit more playable, you know, kind of like to be able to be a little bit more um, interactive uh, with the opponent and things like that is a more healthy form to me. Um, I, I think Ruffle hit, you know, Snowfall. It's a card that I would like to see change. So... Um, he kind of stole that one there, but I think I think Vargoth going to five would be something that I would like. I don't like the uh, Urken Hyrule being the core part of Druid and games literally coming down to coin flipping every single game. Not just like whether you draw the minion, but the you know whether you pull the Vargoth or not. It, it just feels like a nightmare that I don't want that to be an eternal part of Druid. And it's so powerful that it will just be an eternal part of Druid forever. It just feels horrible. Um, I probably also like delete patches as well. <laughs> I know that like pirate decks aren't really the biggest thing apart from just warrior right now. Like obviously warrior, I'm thinking beyond that. But um, I think patches just makes for really crappy game experiences. You know, let's just get rid of it. You can't be tilted by drawing patches if you never have patches. And if that makes pirate decks worse, so be it. Like I just think it's healthier to lower the variance in games like that. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't mention Flurgal Talks of all these cards. Oh, well, it's Shaman, like, if we kill, you know, Guardian, then, you know. I I've talked about I've talked about Flurgal Talks on Twitter already. Yeah, I mean, I think Flurgal Talks is way more of an issue than Snowfall. And honestly, Macaw is something I would probably touch before I touch Snowfall Guardian. Like, Macaw was sweet when it came out, but Macaw is also very, very gross um, of a card. But yeah, other than that, like, if I had to, like, nerf cards, because buffing is very speculative and... I don't know. There's like 7 million cards in, in Hearthstone to, to pick from to, to buff. God, if I had to pick, let's see. I think I think the interaction with Potion of Madness has always been something that's been a little frustrating play experience-wise. Uh, where you get punished for playing your minions, similar to the frustrations you guys have with Snowfall Guardian, right? Where, again, stuff like Inner Fire Priest, going into like turn 4, turn 5, you kind of just can't play a minion because then they wave of apathy potion of madness and kill you with your own stuff uh which can be a little bit frustrating so like maybe i know that was printed before rush came out so i think like just adjusting it so it gave a minion rush instead of charge would be would be nice and then as much as i love warlock i, I think cobalt librarian has been absolutely busted and broken for way too long um 
And I know this is something we talked about a little bit when uh, Cora made her initial tweets about classes they were keeping an eye on uh, before the last mm-hmm. set of balance changes. Um, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the future Kobolaborian got hit uh, in some way or another, right? Whether it's stats or making it a death rattle or something. Uh, because Kobolaborian, I don't know if you guys agree with this, probably the most busted one drop that's ever been printed. Mm. Eh? Eh? Well, okay. Side tangent. Uh, what would you say was the most busted one drop? Like, there's one through Mana Worm. I think. Oh, I can, I can think of many. There, there are a lot to come to mind. Mana Marshall Worm, Clear. Tunnel Drug, like OG Undertaker and its era. I like. I, think I mean, Cobalt has stayed relevant though through all of these eras where those True. have kind of fallen off. You know. Well, Worm got nerfed and Trog. Shaman worm was the only trash, one that got nerfed. So. <laughs> Undertaker got nerfed, but it came back, and it's still irrelevant. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If anything, I, I honestly, I'll, I'll go out and say, like, I don't think that anything needs to get nerfed, right? This was a purely hypothetical based on the question. I think, I think Wild's in a pretty okay spot. I, I don't want to see any card balance changes right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys are on the same boat. I know we agree that the meta in general is Sam, and I know Rolfa really wants Juggernaut deleted, but other than that, I don't, I don't really think we want any more. At least I don't want any more card changes. No, I, I, I think that some of the changes have. Um had some of the effect that I was hoping for like uh, like I'm not facing Pirate Warrior 40% of my matches anymore even at the Diamond 5 rank band because it is getting bullied out um, by by their deck so I think that I'm feeling better about the state of the um, metagame now than I have in quite a while and at least like cursory glances kind of suggest that it is a little bit healthier and more like win rates are better distributed across the the classes than they have been for quite a while so yeah i'm i'm enjoying the game a lot more than uh i had been uh for a while yeah warrior has dropped by like five percent at least uh in that upper diamond range so it is down to like 20 whereas we were just talking i think last week or the week before that it was up still at 25 and stuff so it, it is kind of declining which we hoped for um as for nerfs, uh, I mean, I always want nerfs, right? Like, like I don't think there are going to be nerfs, but if I could go do the Vargoth change right now, I would do it. Like, if I could go do Flurgle Toxfin right now, I would 100% do it. There are a lot of things that I would just tinker with if I had my way. Um, but, you know, it's about aligning that with actual reality. Uh, so, you know, right now, I don't think there's anything that, uh, you know, needs to be immediately adjusted based on precedent from Blizzard. Yeah. All right. I mean, let's transition this into the next question here. So we have one from Bedrims. Uh, been loving the pod. Thanks. Uh, which card nerf or rework made you the most sad, upset, angry, and why? So, Corb, is it what everybody's thinking? I don't think so. I'm going to go in the other direction. I think, uh, Necro of Apothecary was the one that pissed me off the most. Mm. Um, as something that got buffed, you know? Like, uh, that, that got buffed, and I was so mad because I, I hate turn for Omega high roll cards and I hated the gameplay that that card I mean it didn't end up causing any damage really yet um <laughs> like it's still on the cards one day there will be something ridiculous from that but uh yeah I was really annoyed when they um ended up reverting that one uh and buffing it in terms of nerf nah like I'm fine with Apprentice like yeah, I had a good run I kind of knew it was gonna turn up at some point I had a great time with it but um it deserved what it got. She deserved it. Like, you know, I, 
I can say that. Um, so yeah, nerfs in wild never make me upset because I always want more. I think for me it was uh, similar to Corb. It was a it was a buff and it was called Arms because I hated that card when it was uh, first introduced. And I hated it initially when it returned, but things have sped up so much that it's like, it's not as strong as uh, <laughs> as it originally was, or even after they, they first reverted. It's still an incredibly broken card at four mana, but like other classes, other decks are doing equally slash more broken things. So I think it's like, it, it's probably okay in the current landscape, but man... I was uh, I was surprised that they they made that change, and uh, I really hated the the call to arms uh, meta game um, when it was first released, and um, I, I still think it's a dumb card. Like the, the like I think it's dumb, very much like Oaken Summons, uh, which is a good uh, call out from Corb earlier on the the Fargoth. I wouldn't mind him going to five either, just because like games shouldn't be predicated on whether you do the thing um on turn four and then also how well that thing goes it's just a dumb way to play hearthstone Ooh. all right i think i'm probably gonna go with with molten giant um from when i think it originally got nerfed for um 20 to 25 um just because i started playing the game playing handlock for such a long time it wasn't like i didn't think it needed to be nerfed i didn't think it like it wasn't as strong as people were making it out to be it at that time it probably was a well-deserved candidate for a nerf it was just very sad seeing such a an iconic card go from 20 to 25 and i'm very glad that it's back <laughs> to, to 20 um but yeah other than that like I, I think i do i will hop onto the necrim apothecary train where I remember last year, and I was like, "Why? I st I do not understand why they brought this back." So that was you just triggered so many bad memories with that with that call out because I remember being pretty. Oh yeah, pretty pretty pissed. pissed off about that. Yeah, we came out we were mad, we were pissed, we were yeah. like ranting about it. I mean, it kind of turned out okay though, right? Like we for now, like issues. you said, for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. one day they'll print something like I, I just think in general cards that say like turn four win the game are are pretty obnoxious right like even cult mm -hmm. arms to to a much lesser extent like the, it's like a turn four power spike that like wins your if you play it on curve your win rate's going up by a crap ton same with like okens into vargoth and cards like that so i just i don't i don't like cards like that i like I like some back and forth yeah. and not playing with stuff like Keliseth on curve or Barnes on curve. Um, but yeah, other than that, like most of the cards that have gotten nerfed in Wild's history have kind of deserved it very much so. And so like, yeah. there's, there's nothing that I was like sad to see get nerfed. <laughs> um, maybe there were some things that I was like, maybe, maybe this should have gotten nerfed more like Celestial Alignment, like Celestial Alignment's making a comeback right now in the Wild metagame. And every time I see it, I get my blood boils a little bit because that card is so unfun and obnoxious to play against. Um, so like that one, I kind of wish they had like nuked to ten mana. But everything else, like everything that's gotten nerfed in Wild, has absolutely deserved it. So it hasn't really made me kind of angry or sad. So let's move on to our next question here from Copa. 
so what is your opinion on Battlegrounds? And maybe I'll extend this to kind of just some of the other Hearthstone modes in general. So like Battlegrounds, Duels, Mercenaries, uh, and Arena. almost forgot about that format, just like everybody else. Uh, <clears throat> so do you like the formats? Which ones do you play? Uh, and if you do play these other formats, are you casual or do you try hard a bit? Uh, and do you watch streamers? And if so, which ones? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, in terms of play, I've been playing a lot of duels lately um, off stream. Um, actually, just stomping, stomping some people at low MMR <laughs> because I've never played duels before. So I like I, I'm at like I started at like ba at basically zero and then just have a I think I have like an eight and a half. Uh, run average right now um without even unlocking most of the treasures like i'll go to build a deck and i'll be like wait i i can't do what i want to do here because i don't have the uh the clash treasure with that so i i haven't really gone through the um the work of unlocking those um but it has given me something to do with my arena tickets because uh, i no longer play arena i used to actually main arena and that's where i got most of my baseline collection um but and I used to play a little bit of Battlegrounds. Now I, I do still occasionally watch um, Battlegrounds. I, I find it more fun to, to watch than actually play. Like if I want to play a an auto battler, um, I tend towards uh, TFT just because um, I don't know. I like the I like seeing my little guys and moving them around, you know, and seeing them shoot at each other. Like that's <laughs> it's a little more engaging uh, and fun visually appealing than an Hearthstone, which is one of the things that Hearthstone typically does very well, and Battlegrounds is very good at that, but um, I don't know. It, it feels like it's lacking. Uh, in terms of uh, watching it, uh, I used to watch a lot of dog, like um, I'd catch his streams, uh, his uh, videos pretty much daily. Uh, still watch every once in a while. Um, but aside from that, um, I watch Odd Dragon streams from time to time because he's very good at Battlegrounds now. He used to be a phenomenal, uh, wild gamer, uh, consistent, uh, top one finisher. Um, I used to watch Sun Glitters, uh, quite a bit when I was editing in the morning, but I had to stop because she made me laugh too much and I couldn't focus on, uh, getting my work done. And then I'll occasionally, um, they stream at similar times to me, but when I'm not uh, live, uh, occasionally I throw on Nicolina or Slissa um, with Battlegrounds. But I honestly, I think I watch more Battlegrounds uh, content than I do wild content just because it's like I, I get a fair amount of wild content just playing it myself, you know, and editing it every morning. Ouch, he doesn't watch us, Corb. Feels bad. That's oh, not true. Feels bad, man. I, want, I want you guys just so that I can pester you in chat. <laughs> um for me the the game is i mean i only just play standard and um wild and a little bit of bgs i haven't really touched anything other than that like i kind of want to get into duels at some point it does seem fun like i just don't know where to start really like how do you even begin on duels when you have no real concept of what's going on i i, I don't you, know you click the mode um, button and then you click yeah. duels and then you click play you see oh, okay that, that yeah. would work in my experience, what you do is you go to hearthstone-dex.net and you look at somebody who's gotten a good result. You say, I'm going to play that. You click copy the deck code. Um, you realize that you don't have the treasure available to you. So you go and you find another one um, and repeat the process until you find a playable deck. And then you just stomp some people. I don't know. Like it's, it's the Perfect. most. You, you just, if you like doing broken things, duels is your mode. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I play Wild, so I mean, maybe it, maybe it's right there. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I remember when I did actually click on the jewels button, and I found I had like forty tickets or something, and it's just like, yeah, these are uh, these aren't getting used anytime soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like BGs. Like, I do want to get into BGs a lot more. Um, I think the game is really really fun. I kind of don't love watching it that much. Like when I watch BG streamers. It's mostly that I'm there for the streamer and a little bit less for the mode, if that makes sense, where I, I'm not super invested in actually watching and learning the game mode. Um, I, it's fun to play, but I don't know. For some reason, it just doesn't click for me as a, uh, a viewer type thing. Um, if I am watching BJ streams, it, it's like, you know, mostly Sun Glitters. Um, sometimes like Lee, Harper, uh, Slissa, uh, some of those people. But yeah, I, I usually pretty much stay in my own lane. Don't, don't tend to dabble too much in... You know, everything that Hearthstone does have to offer. And, you know, hopefully at some point I'll get around to BGs a little bit more seriously. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I really only play Wild. I haven't touched any of the other formats in ages. Like, every once in a while when I'm on, like, a break at work or, like, I have 20 minutes to kill while something's going, I'll, like, I'll try to play a quick game of BGs and then I'll get a quick 8th because I have no idea what I'm doing. And then it's, like, perfect. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, I'm like you guys are. Like, I, I watch a lot more than I play. Like, I watch a lot of Dog while I'm at work so watch a lot of BGs I get the impression that I'm learning things and then I'll like I'll play a game and realize that I don't know anything um which is nice always uh and then I watch a lot of dreads for arena I used to play a lot of arena I just like don't anymore but still love hanging out in his chat but yeah like I, whenever I get tired of wild I would rather play other games than I do just like other modes in Hearthstone um so like my TFT is my auto battler fix. If I want to play a different card game, I play Magic, um, or I'll just like play some other stuff. So for me, like like you guys said, I'm just primarily primarily a wild guy. Don't don't really I should dabble with everything else. That's part of the joy and beauty of Hearthstone, where you like have all these different ways to play it. I I, I just I just don't though. All right, let's move on to our next question here though from Officer Yogurt. Curious what your guys' favorite deck ever are. That's a very, very difficult question here. So I don't know who wants to go first. I have played a different deck to essentially to upload a unique video every day for the past three years. So that's a lot of, like, if you can do the math. That's a lot of decks. I can't really get attached to anyone in particular. And there are some repeats and there are things that I'll revisit every expansion or so. But, like, I don't know. What I like is just variety. Like, I don't want to play the same deck over and over again. Um, so I don't really get too attached. If I had to pick one, maybe something like Weasel Priest or, um, I don't know, something involving Yogg shenanigans. But, like, I don't know. I like I wouldn't I still wouldn't be satisfied playing that deck over and over again. I want to I want I want to play new things. That's what I enjoy. I don't know. Damn. Um God, it's so hard to pick. I guess I'll go with like the non-obvious APM answer. Um I'll I will go with Darklair Warlock. I think that was probably the deck that I enjoyed the most for a while. Um, I think the old me probably enjoyed Tempo Rogue, like Kalaseth Rogue a lot, but I don't know if the current version would of me would enjoy it as much. Because uh, taste changes, you know? It's been playing this game for a long time, and it's kind of this normal that 
um, how you actually enjoy the game kind of changes a lot. So, yeah, I, I think Dark Lord or Kalaseth would be uh, the two picks. Yeah. Uh, old me would have said Demon Handlock, hands down. Um, playing some Voidcaller into Doomguard and Melganis alongside all of your giants with Sun Furies was some some high quality Hearthstone. This was like during Patron era, uh, Patron era as well. So you'd run Hellfires and everything like that. Super sweet deck. It was like my first competitive deck as well. Um, and I played the crap out of it. Um, and then Modern Me probably would still say LPG Mage, right? With even even at 7-man LPG. Uh, when it was kind of at its peak. Like, what was it, two years ago? Descent of Dragons? Like when, when yep. Dragon Queen Alex Strauss came Ashes. out? Ashes. It's pretty yeah. good in Ashes, I think. Yeah. So... It, like LPG is just kind of the deck that I in in every card game that I play I like playing like the proactive control decks right with ways to like actually win games but you're, you're still a control deck so LPG mage handlock stuff like that were right up my alley that's just always been the player that I am and man I'll, I'll miss LPG mage with potion of illusion shenanigans oh how I wish that could come back <laughs> All right, let's move on to our, our next question here, though, from uh, from Wander. And this one's a little bit more serious. We're going to have to put our thinking caps on. So we all know that Demon Hunter is pretty much dead right now in Wild. So what do we think that the class needs to come back into existence in the Wild format? And we're not allowed to just say Skull to 5 because we want, you want something more elab- uh, elaborate, okay? Do you think it needs stronger cards in general, something that pushes a new archetype? Do you think there's already a Demon Hunter archetype that's close to being relevant? If so, what's missing? Um, and if not, what Demon Hunter archetype would you like to see become meta in the near future? Hashtag intact Demon Hunter, we believe. So a little bit of a, a complicated question here. Uh, so we, we can start easy. What do we I think, think the class needs? With, I think we should start with the premise because I think it's a false premise. Like we all know the Demon Hunter is pretty much dead right now. People aren't playing it, but I think I think it's got at least one maybe one and a half good decks. Um, I played Odd Hunter for my day one climb and had one of the easiest runs I've had in a while uh, at about uh, above 70%, um, all the way up to Diamond 5 where my um, win streak ran out. Like, deck seemed really good. Um, And I think that, like, I think people aren't playing it because it was bad. Uh, but now there are fewer pirate warriors, so it can get a hold on board uh, against something like Questline Hunter. It, it doesn't get a hold on board, but it has so much damage to face that it just like it turns into a burn deck and can win that way. Uh, I think maybe people were just I don't know. Not it was the odd paladin thing again, all over again, where like or the odd rogue thing, where like good deck is good, but uh, people are tired of playing it. Um, honestly, I don't know how much Skull to Five would do for the uh, the class if we're going down the line here. So, like, I would like to see Skull reverted. I don't think that would change things. I don't think it would make the cut in uh, that odd demon under that I was playing. I was playing like twenty four one drops and um, just uh, shoving things upstairs, hero power in every turn. So, um, uh, in in addition in addition to that, I think that there are a lot of archetypes that are already close. I think that like just a hard aggro. Uh, Demon Hunter is pretty close. It's maybe a few cards short right now, as are things that you're seeing played in standard, like uh, Fell Demon Hunter. And, um, you know, if they do some reversions on the uh, the Lifesteal OGK, I think that could be a legitimate deck. 
um, if it got a little bit more support. I don't think that like just a I don't even think that like a broad unnerfing of all of the cards that got nerfed in that deck would make it a wild relevant uh, deck because it wasn't ever wild relevant and things have only gotten faster. But I think that uh, if it gains some more support pieces in the future, it very well could be. So I I, I think Demon Hunters, it's it's not in the best place. Um, it just because there aren't a lot of options available to you with the class. Going back to my previous statement, like I like options. The problem with that is that like it doesn't have a deep card pool like the other classes so you don't have a lot of options you basically just need to look at the cost of the card if it's one mana you play it and it's of good quality you played in um odd demon hunter if not you move on um so i think that what the class needs is a deeper card pool because if you look at um there aren't that many cards even in wild that are just like being carried or that are put into decks simply because of their raw power level there you you can name a few but even a card like oaken summons it's not inherently powerful on its own like it was never played in standard it's the synergy it has with other cards and again when a class has such a narrow card pool because it only has existed for a couple of years it doesn't have the the breadth of cards to choose from that the you know that a class that's been there for nearly a decade now uh has so like the, it doesn't have the you know broken synergistic mechanics that something like a a secret mage relied on for so long because of the constant iteration over the uh secret synergy mechanic that eventually hit a tipping point to where wow this deck's incredibly broken um so like i think it just needs time and more cards released is really all there is to it yeah, you, uh, my line was going to be, we can take this in a very reductive way and just say it needs good cards and time. That was going to be it, and then you hit the nail on the head right there at the end. Uh, I, I think something that I'll just add, like, I think Ruffle gave a beautiful answer there that covered pretty much everything, um, is that there are a lot of ways to, like, skin a cat. You know, I, I think sometimes people kind of get a little bit too focused on what does this specific archetype need? What does this deck need? What does this class need? There's a lot of ways that you can make a deck and an archetype good. It doesn't have to be the same thing. It can be broken one drops in an aggro deck, or it can be some mana cheating mechanic. It can be outstanding card draw, or it can be secret passage. It can be a great finisher. It doesn't have to be any specific thing. You just need powerful cards and synergies. <laughs> and that, that just comes, you know, with in wild, that mostly comes from unintended interactions like interactions that wouldn't exist in standard um and that mostly just comes from a deeper card pool which takes a lot of time to develop so that's pretty much what demon hunter needs and i would also agree with you about odd demon hunter um actually being a pretty okay deck night deck right now i, I kind of looked at some stuff when doing a tier list and i kind of flagged there's something that people might be underplaying a little bit um because it has gotten a little bit better i think than than where it was uh before the um, bounce patch in January. Yeah, speaking of unintended synergies, right? Baku and Demon Hunter Hero Power, right there. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I need to elaborate on this anymore because you guys have kind of hit the nail on the head. So I kind of want to lead you guys onto this last little part here, though. Where is is there a Demon Hunter archetype that you would like to see become meta dependent, right? Outside of aggro odd Demon Hunter, like is there something like Life Steel Demon Hunters maybe on the on the cusp? We might have just like that pure aggro. Is there something? else that's maybe on the cusp that you would like to see get more support uh that you think is almost there i know you guys have sort of touched on this but i want to revisit that. i mean this is this is like 
dangerous, dangerous uh, territory to answer this question because, first of all, a lot like a lot of people, there's an overlap between our viewership with the uh, Lifesteal Demon Hunter or with uh, standard players and you know wild players. So if I say Lifesteal Demon Hunter, which I do think is a cool deck and I would like to see it be wild relevant at some point, people are going to lose their minds. Um, but like it's never been it's never been good in wild. I don't think it's even remotely close um and people really don't like dying from hand and especially when it's big numbers like 128 is a big number that doesn't matter but because it's a big number it's somehow more visceral and like the reaction is a, like proportional to the numbers that, <laughs> that are being done at times so i would say lifesteal demon hunter but at the same time i don't know like I, I just want to see something. The reason I like the the idea of that it's it's again is it's a new and different archetype. You're using healing to kill the opponent. That's cool. Like I I just want to do new things. I, I like, um. I like the the play style of Fell Demon Hunter, but at the same time, that's like I don't know a little bit less engaging to me because it's more linear. It's just like it's basically like Shutterwalk. You just play cards when you get them, and power up your your late game win condition and I, I think that we've seen that before so while i like it um because it's you know it's fun to do sometimes um i would like to see something a little bit more interesting and unique and um you know maybe maybe we'll get that i don't, I don't i'm not a card designer uh, i would just like to see something new and different uh and i feel like lifesteal uh otk kind of fit the bill hurt me dude We've yeah, we we've lived through that. That that was dark glare already. We don't need that again. We yeah, yeah, it's dark glare, Ruffle. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I think if brute if brute ever gets reverted, um, there may be some trouble. <laughs> oh goodness! On the podcast, is that what you're saying? Like, no, what? no. In the in the format, we talked about this <laughs> in the past. That like it was very close to to being there. And um, I think with the like that's one place where there is an opening for um, some synergy. We talked about this a little bit with the new four mana Luna type card, right? Where um, one of the things that's holding that back is the lack of low cost cards. You had some more low cost cards in Demon Hunter, and um, you know you've already got the Lions friendly and the Brutes. Like you've got your source of damage. Like it, you can start spending cards and doing boatloads of damage if. Um, if that changes so you know there are some things that are almost there yeah i the brute was where i was gonna go with that so i'm glad you brought it up so i didn't have to <laughs> um but yeah honestly like you guys have all just been saying more demon hunter decks uh the better so i'm really really excited uh for rotation all right so let's shift gears a little bit and let's hop into some more uh some questions oriented to the content creation personal sides uh, of things and uh, Martian offers the the best question here that I have no idea how to answer. So I'm going to let you guys answer for each other, okay? If Corbin Raffle were Pokemon, which one would they be? Obviously riffing off of the fact that I am Meowth. I don't... I don't uh, Raffle, you I can't I don't want to put yourself. the pressure you on what, either. You would no, decide no, what no. Corbin you decided, Hold on, you decided for yourself. I get to decide for myself, too. That's how this is working, right, Corb? Yeah, absolutely. It's a two to one vote me off. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that kind of pressure, and I don't want to put that kind of pressure on uh, on my co-host either. I'm not. Uh, Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. Like, is this is this the one that I would most like to be, or like, or the one that I that like is most similar to me? Because either way, the answer is Psyduck, because that is objectively the best Pokemon <laughs> of all Pokemon, and I will hear nothing else. Oh, speaking of Ruffle, go to a Twitch chat right now. Type "get me mad." This is not even me trying to sell out, but a new emote that I think you would be very happy with. Anyways, Psyduck quality option actually Lo- love me aside oh my god well you've just earned uh, a lifetime sub let's go <laughs> anyways Damn, no, uh, I, I do love this out. hang on yeah. <laughs> derailed Damn, the podcast right. oh no anybody anybody out there that's a sub or you guys <clears throat> sell outs uh, yeah 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 give me mad quality well, emote my Pokemon. What, what's the question? That the the one that I would be. What is my Pokemon spirit animal? Yeah. Um, like if you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm a meow. I don't, I don't think I'm a meowth, but I am called meowth. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Umbreon. I feel like I I, I like Umbreon. I don't know. That's just the one that came to mind. I, there's no logical reason for it. It's just my Pokemon spirit animal. It is what it is. Um. Plus, I couldn't think of a way to make Corbett into a Pokemon pun. So unlucky. Unlucky indeed. <laughs> All right, Martian. I hope you're happy with these answers. If not, you can come at these guys because honestly, I have no better answers. So I'm not I'm not clever enough. All right. Let's move into a question here from Ender Plays. So, what is your favorite part about Hearthstone as both a player playing a video game and a content creator? And I think we've touched on this maybe a little bit already. Um, but specifically, like, what is the part of Hearthstone that appeals to you as both a player and then as a content creator? Um, so, as a player, uh, honestly, the simplicity. Um, like, there's, I don't know, like... A lot of people see that as a as a downside to the game, but I feel like that that offers a lot of flexibility in terms of what you can do. You can create all these different um, unique game modes with essentially the the same core concept in, in mind. Um, you know, there are really clear and apparent le- levers that you can pull to change cards, but like um, I don't know, the the simplicity makes it accessible, which makes it uh, enjoyable. And it has great visuals to go alongside that. In terms of uh, content creation, I feel like, um, I don't know, what I appreciate the most about it is how it's fairly easy to, like, craft a narrative around uh, a piece of content because you can just, like, um, you know, spend a few hours playing a a deck and, um, you know, showcase some of those games. Whereas, like, if you think about something like, uh, I don't know, a lot of other games, it would be really hard to... Well, I'm playing Elden Ring right now. I've been playing for you know hours upon hours upon hours. How would I, how 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 would I make a video about <laughs> about that? You know, so like um, I wouldn't even know how to create content for um, for those types of games. Whereas it it's just kind of a natural thing, and even even the content creation becomes accessible at a certain point because of uh, the um, simplicity of of Hearthstone and like. I don't know. I'm using, uh, I'm using simplicity as a compliment here because I think I think it really is one. Like it, it is um, the the original tagline was, uh, what was deceptively it? Like, simple, insanely right. fun. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that that's like that's exactly what it is. Like there there is a lot of depth when you actually start to look and analyze it, but like superficially, it's very simple, and that makes it um, you know easy to to pick up. Uh, you can 
jam a few games like Meowth on um, on your lunch break and get back to work. It's great. Yeah, I didn't actually know that from the top of my head. It's funny because um, I just Googled it because Meowth was, you know, asking like what you liked about it and that you were talking about the simplicity and that that is really it. But, you know, it is uh, a game that is really fun and um, I don't have to do a whole bunch of reading of multiple paragraphs like I would in some other games. The, uh, the gameplay is pretty clear, but at the same time, it's uh, it's got some like deep complexity to it. Like I, I like that Hearthstone is, um, you know, it's not rocket science, but it is, <laughs> it is like an engaging game. You do have to think, you do have to, uh, you know, constantly problem solve and every game uh, is in some way different. You know, that's the, that's the part of a card game that's really cool. Um, I... I enjoy coming back to this thing and just having a lot of ways to engage with it, you know, with different decks and things like that, a whole bunch of different strategies. And as a content creator, uh, as a streamer primarily, um, the thing that I like is that Hearthstone is obviously the card game that kind of best and continues to take the best advantage of being on the digital, um, you know, platform where Hearthstone is very much designed in mind of not being a physical card game. And so... I get to just take off my entire opponent's turn. I don't have to watch anything. And I get to go interact <laughs> with chat and hang out with those. And I can come back. And then I can go interact with chat again. And, you know, a lot of other card games aren't quite like that because you have to be kind of a little bit more hyper-focused the entire time. Um, and it just makes it for a very chill, great way to uh, to stream. It's a big part of why Hearthstone was so successful, uh, particularly in its early years, as uh, a great game on Twitch. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of a different answer here. So as somebody who plays other card games pretty regularly i I think the part of hearthstone that's the most appealing to me is both a player and a content creator just i'm gonna get maybe flamed for this but like the rng aspect of hearthstone is a huge reason reason why i enjoy the 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 game because simplicity aside the rng makes every game different right uh Whereas something <laughs> in, in Pokemon or or in Magic, that's not always the case, right? Like, the reason that I enjoy it is that RNG makes for these super exciting moments that are memorable, that, you know, it's exciting and it's enjoyable to play the game for hours and hours and hours as both a player and a content creator. And, and without those super highlight moments or, like, losing the 1 out of 15 and somehow losing the game or having your Shutterwalk devolved, <laughs> you know, or, like, or Megathune devolved into a major domo and then still killing your opponent with a major domo hero power like that's stuff that you don't get when you play other card games or you don't play get playing stuff like chess right where there is no rng so it's part of the thing game that most appeals to me it's a very frustrating part at times but it's also a very exciting part of the game and so that's probably the part that appeals to me the most as both a player and uh and, and a consecrator because chat loves making fun of you when you uh lose some rng flips and they're like really excited when you do win and they make some great highlight reels uh when you win the rng flips so so yeah just a oh, little bit uh house is pretty as well Games is pretty so. it looks yeah. nice yeah yeah i i will say a lot of card games have kind of upped their quality in the in, in recent months or not recent months recent years and maybe that's very much due to hearthstone like hearthstone art's always been beautiful but i will say other card games have recognized that they've upped their game. They've they've got some some good art as well. But I think the the animations in the uh, the golden cards is one of my favorite things as well. Just ooh, like snow flipper penguin animation when it inches the board is never not going to be some of the sweetest. Let's move on to our, our next question here. 
by Intayaz. I am sure that I'm butchering this name. I apologize. Uh, so who is y'all's most wanted guest for the podcast, either from the past or current line uh, of Hearthstone streamers, personalities, things like that? Uh, so I'm... who's your most, <laughs> the person that we've had on that's uh, that you've been the most hyped for, or maybe one that you're you're hoping that we can get on in the future? I mean, honestly, like the, it, I don't know, easy answer. It was, uh, it was Ixar. I don't. I'm still yeah. shocked that like he joined us. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I, I, like I no, it's just because he's like he's busy, right? Like we're we're a relatively yeah. small podcast for a small format uh, in a very big game. Like, um, yeah, it was kind of surreal to be like on the a call with somebody who like has been you know, a prominent member of the Hearthstone design team for as long as I can remember. Like, um, you know, he has been pretty vocal within the, the community. Uh, and yeah, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That was a good get. <laughs> so uh, great job uh, to, to me out to coordinate that whole thing and uh, made it possible. Yeah, that was our uh, white whale and kind of got it a little early. <laughs> like, yeah. The, uh... <laughs> um yeah we've peaked. i guess the yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like I, i've loved every every time i've had guests on it's been great um but xr is xr and uh you know he is ultimately the lead um on this thing that we all love so much and this thing that you know we all spent so much time invested in and you know enjoying and so the fact that we got him on the show was fantastic um in terms of future guests like i would love to just have someone back from blizzard you know um give another uh have another conversation with someone either on the design team or uh someone else in some other role that would be fantastic um and you know i'm sure we had, we had a fantastic time last time and you know that would be uh that'd be just really cool to be able to do that, something like that again yeah hey easy answer definitely xr um but like you mentioned everybody that's been on the the show like as a guest or a emergency co-host has been absolutely amazing if I had to choose a non-Ixar answer, though, I think I would have to go with the episode that we had with uh, with Hat. Just because, yeah. first of all, Hat's an awesome person. If you guys like don't listen to any Hat podcast, you guys are seriously like missing out on, on some quality content. But that was the week that like Wild was a shit show in the community, like on Twitter and Reddit. Like it was in an absolutely insane week, and that episode was probably one of the best conversations about the game in the WoW format that we've had on this episode um so it was that was probably my favorite guest <laughs> like episode uh, outside of xr obviously but uh but yeah hopefully moving forward i know we haven't had guests on for a while just because three three people on a podcast is already a lot and so sometimes going to four is a little bit overwhelming but uh just trust me on this we're, we're working on some guests uh, for future episodes, so just a little bit of a of a spoiler there to to maybe keep you guys excited. Um, but yeah, obviously, God, I still don't know how I managed to do that. I'm not gonna lie to you to to get XR on the show. I just like slid in those Twitter DMs, and then he like insta responded, and I was like, oh, oh, this is happening. Oh, okay, shoot to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, super excited, and thank you again, XR, if you are listening to this. Thank you, thank you very much for uh, for coming on. All right, uh, a couple questions left here. Uh, this was actually a really cool question. I'm excited to see what the answers are here. So, what is the hottest take that you guys have made in your Hearthstone career 
and where you write about it. Speaking of shooting your shots, right? Did you did you call your shot on a card? Did you, you know, make a controversial claim about interactivity that you were proud of at the time and got a little <laughs> flack about? Um, well, what has it been? I'm interested to hear your uh, your thoughts on that. I, I can go, I guess, while you guys are thinking. I, I know when uh, Skullman's Academy came out, uh, Dark Glare Warlock got discovered very, very quickly. Right, so it was like a week and a half after Skullman's released, and uh, there was a little bit of a community outcry about like Dark Lair level, uh, Dark Lair's power level, and I remember so this is I think before Rawful had joined the show, but Corb and I had this little segment where we were just like, guys, Dark Lair's been out for like a week, can we uh, can we relax on uh, on calling for for nerfs and bans on on a brand new deck. And that was a pretty hot take because Dark Lair was was kind of gross. And it did turn out to be pretty gross and it needed to be nerfed. But I think that's one that I don't know if I'm I'm proud of that one, but I do kind of stand by the the take of wanting decks nerfed after a week is a little blasphemous and uh I'm still glad that we we kind of came out and did that even if we were wrong and Dark Lair ended up being kind of kind of busted. Maybe maybe that is a I'm going to steal your answer, but that's the that's one that I generally default to and it seems to be a hot take within the community, but like people are ready to call for nerfs before cards are even released sometimes. Like, uh, and so I think just taking a wait and see approach tends to be best. Um, like I still remember a good example of this was, uh, everybody losing their minds when Shutterwalk was initially released. And it's like, this is, the most broken card in the history of Hearthstone. Like, it was because of, like, the animation time, and it, like, literally broke games. But, like, it was it was not a good deck, really, at the when things actually finally settled. And people were, again, immediately calling for nerfs to Shutterwalk because, like, it felt bad to lose to, but it wasn't, like, the 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 tier zero deck that everybody pretended it was on, on day zero. And I feel like every single time we have an expansion, that happens where there's like a single usually combo deck this time it was owl warlock that um that does well at the beginning because people are playing a lot of jank uh early on trying to test out new cards and then when things finally settle it's like well this deck is just kind of okay um you know maybe things are a little bit different for owl warlock because it was it, it is pretty good uh less so in in standard where most of the complaints were happening though yeah, I'm trying to think about trying to think about things that um weren't just like the most wrong. So like me thinking that Demon Seed wouldn't get played in Glare, like very very wrong. But I don't think it was a hot take, right? Like a lot of people just came to that kind of opinion, so it wasn't really a, a scorching one. Um, what about your your watch post prediction? Yeah, I was gonna say like in terms of like card prediction, something that I actually got right was maybe like feeling that watch post. I I felt like. I think I commented on Discord, I thought it was going to get nerfed, like, within the first month, and, you know, I thought it was going to be, like, one of the best cards in the set, and that was one of the ones I got right. There have been a lot that I've gotten very, very wrong, though. Um, beyond just, like, card stuff, uh, my hottest takes might be... I remember having to talk people down the off the ledge about Quest Mage a lot, when um, that got nerfed from 6 to 8, and the opinion was that the nerf did nothing. And I kind of pushed back heavily on that for multiple weeks and kind of caught a lot of flack from many 
other people in the community <laughs> about that, but I think ultimately I uh, probably came out looking correct a little bit. I don't know. It's kind of hard to convince people because who like how do you prove something like that if you don't believe in like the stats of it then there's never any real evidence to prove to quote unquote prove who's right um but still i, I think the quest mage stuff was probably the hottest um maybe the uh the stealer as well kind of talking down stealer warlock and saying you know much like you guys were talking about um just give it some time and the the ultimate thing is that uh stealer warlock had so many problems like it was a disgusting uh, play pattern that had actual game mechanic problems where it would actually like cause games to crash people would have to like exit and come back and it was just horrible but it's not really that bad if it's only like 0.2% of the meta <laughs> and you know it, I, I kind of just wanted to see where it would land uh, ultimately ended up being a lot better than I thought it never really got a 50% win rate so you know it wasn't that great but it was good enough where it wasn't going away and um, it absolutely deserved to be hit very very quickly but you know maybe not on day one which is where everyone kind of lost their minds a little bit. Yeah. I'll still stand by my hot take about Shutterwalk Shaman being interactive, but that's not something that we can revisit in the little time that we have left. And I still stand by that comment, and I will... I know, I'm getting the look, I know. I, it's still something that I stand by, because having played a lot of stuff like Magic, I, I think that when we are in the limits of what Hearthstone has as a fundamental game design... I, I still stand by it, and I know that is a hot take, and I know a lot of people disagreed with me about that, including the two of you guys, but uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get Ixar again uh, on the show in the future, and we can ask him about his opinion on this, and get a definitive answer about who's correct on, on this, but uh, that's, I think that is still my hottest take to date that I've said publicly on the podcast, and I got a lot of flack about it, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of you guys think that I'm wrong, <laughs> but... Uh, I think I'm right, so that's all that matters. Again, like Corb said, how are you going to change someone's mind when uh, when the data is in front of them and and they still can't see it? So what, what data, please? All right, last two questions here. The last one related to Hearthstone. So after having played Hearthstone for so long, I'm sure that each of us have experienced burnout uh, at some point in time. So how do each of you deal with that? Maybe both in Hearthstone or other hobbies in general. So this question's from T Rexon. Uh, I mean, I know all three of us have experienced a little bit of burnout, so I guess the the question really is, how do you deal with it? Uh, what's the best way of dealing with it? And I know I think each of us are going to deal with it with it in like an individual individual way. Um, but like Rafa, somebody who does this for like your job, I think the way that you deal with it's going to be a lot different than uh, than Corbs and I's. Yeah, to be honest, like when it wasn't my job, the way that I dealt with burnout is I stopped playing the game. Like it was, it was pretty simple. If I didn't feel like playing the game, I, I I didn't play it. I don't really have that luxury anymore. And just like to a certain extent, maybe not to the same extent, but you guys don't either, right? Like, um, you know, part of content creation is uh, number goes up, you're happy. Number goes down, you're sad. And um, like if you take extended periods of time off, uh, number goes down, and then and then you're sad, and then number goes down further and then you're you're more sad so like um the so i don't know for me i just generally kind of push through it one thing that has uh allowed me to push through it is i do have a, a an extended streak of uh not failing to upload a youtube video for quite a long time so like just i don't know inertia is keeping me going a lot of times and keeping that 
um, that streak going and also the fact that my livelihood is tied to it. Like if I don't make a video, if I don't go live, that means I don't get money. So like, um, you know, I, I don't really have a choice but to, to push through it. Um, things that I've done to limit the effect of burnout, though, is just honestly stream less often, um, become more efficient with, uh, with the, the time that I am streaming um, so that, you know, I'm not playing the game for hours upon hours to hit that point uh, of burnout as quickly. But there are times where it's uh, inevitable. Like, uh, again, if I'm facing 30 to 40 percent pirate warriors, I'm not going to enjoy the game. But like at the same time, I still have to keep um, playing the game if I want to get paid and want to have money to eat and pay my mortgage and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but realistically, when I'm at that point, I kind of remind myself that like I play a children's card game and, and make my living off of that. Right. Like the, the worst, the worst days of, um, uh, of streaming and, uh, content creation in general pale in comparison to the worst days, uh, working an office job, which is what I was doing before this and, uh, made me far, far, far more miserable than the countless, uh, pirate warriors that I queue into in a row from time to time. Like that's like, I, I play a game and make silly videos and that's how I make my living it. Like realistically, it could be a lot worse. Um, it is still a job and like, you know, not every moment of it is going to be great because it, like, you know, there are times where I don't necessarily want to play Hearthstone or don't necessarily want to be on camera talking to, um, the people who can be kind of mean to me from time to time. So, but like I, I do it anyway. And, um, but like, again, it's still much better than what I was doing. So like, that's kind of my, I, I guess where I fall back when I am in that place of burnout and that allows me to, um, to kind of, I don't know, uh, recenter myself and realize like how lucky I am to be able to, to do that. And it makes it uh, a lot easier to, uh, um, to kind of get past it. The things that I have tended to do, um, they can be different in terms of like, a player versus a content creator like it's two different kinds of burnout i'll say um i think something that you know i've gotten a lot better at because i burn out on the game much less than i used to like much 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 less than from when i started streaming um there are often times where i would take like a month and a half off like just not stream i just go full uh you know just full dark mode um and that's not really something i do very much anymore and the biggest things have been um one Try not to stream super long hours. <laughs> like, uh, it's kind of tempting to just go stream as long as you want, as long as you think that you want to, um, and just not ever hit that stop streaming button. But it kind of catches up to you. Like, if you just do just doing hours, for me at least, um, if I stream more than three hours, I start to, you know, really lose it. And it's an exhausting thing because, you know, being a streamer is. In a lot of ways, it's like performance, right? Like it's a, um, it can be an authentic performance, but it is trying to be a more hyped up, engaged version of yourself, uh, sort of like yourself at a nine or a ten for me at least. And as someone who's you know very generally introverted and a little more quiet in group settings and things like that, um, it's exhausting. <laughs> and doing it for more hours than I really should makes it even more draining. Um, so just cutting back on streamer time is a big thing. I would say from for me as well. Um, not tying my happiness to my rank 
and that is a big thing that you can probably connect with if you're not a streamer. Um, trying to engage in the game, trying to engage with the game in a healthy way that isn't just like win game, happy, lose game, sad. Um, there's a lot of ways you can have fun with the game that isn't just like whether your rank goes up and sort of it took a little bit to get used to as a streamer as well. Um, but I'm no longer paranoid and worried about misplaying and thinking whether people think I'm a good player or not. Like, I don't care about that nearly as much as I used to. And so that's been a big thing as well. Um, but yeah, beyond, beyond Hearthstone, I, uh, you know, if I'm into something, the question was about other hobbies as well. I usually go pretty obsessive and pretty, uh, you know, dive right in. <laughs> and then when I'm done, I'm done. And that's usually how it goes. Hearthstone has actually been one of the few things in my life, uh, one of the one of the few things along with things like basketball where you know i've gotten into it and i just haven't gotten out it's been many many years at this point and it just kind of keeps going and i keep having fun with it and you know again i think it ties back to the fact that hearthstone's a great game you know we we're talking about things we liked about it hearthstone is uniquely entertaining to me so yeah bit of a long-winded answer but there you go <laughs> wow you guys are getting so deep here damn like i don't know i I think I'm on the completely opposite end of the spectrum as Raffle, right? Where I, I think I've been very lucky where I have taken Hearthstone, which was a hobby of mine, and have made it into what it has been from streaming. And that's not by lack of hard work or anything like that, but it's, to me, it's still just my hobby. Um, and so, especially since I am still in school and I'm about to get this degree and I'm about to go do something that i care about um it's always just been to me like hearthstone streaming has always just been it's still a hobby right and it's something that i'm always like super vocal about on my stream where it's just like if you're not enjoying the game and you're in the position where it's not your job like raffle right like if if it's just a game to you and you're not enjoying it like stop like don't don't play it if you're not enjoying it right because you have better things that you can and probably should be doing with your time if you're not enjoying something. And so that's just still always just been my philosophy about Hearthstone. Like, I have had times where I just, like, like, Corb, I don't go a month without streaming because I do genuinely enjoy playing Hearthstone, but I'll, I'll go, like, a week without streaming. I did that a lot when uh, when Demon Seed was super popular and powerful. I just, like, took a couple weeks off because I was like, I'm not enjoying the game. When I'm not enjoying the game, I'm not... Like, I'm not playing it well, and I'm not a good streamer, because, like, I'm not enjoying it, so I'm just not going to do it. Um, I think I'm in a pretty fortunate position to be able to do that, right? Where I can just say, hey, I have other things that I enjoy that I can do. I'm going to go do those instead. Um, and so I, I know not everybody else is in that same situation, but in the end, I think Raffle said it pretty pretty well, where it, it's a children's card game, right, that we play and we enjoy. And if you're not enjoying it, I take a break, do something else, come back to it. Like when I wasn't enjoying Hearthstone, when I feel burnt out, I I'll go do something else, right? Like I will go hang out, play some board games with friends. I'll, I'll play all these other things. Come back in a couple days, rejuvenated, looking forward to playing Hearthstone again and, and then go and I'm enjoying myself again. So yeah, I think we're, we're all kind of touching on, on the same points here though. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want to add to that? I know we got super dark here, not dark, but like super sad Did a we? little bit talking about like, <laughs> I don't know if we got sad. I think we got a, uh, you know, I don't know, burnout, burnout feels like a little personal? bit of a sad topic. We've got, we've got very, very deep and, uh, and serious yeah, deep, here. Maybe. 
Yeah. Zeros. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think it's a uh, sad thing, though. I think it happens. It's just a natural part of uh, you know, playing a game. And like I said, breaks. Breaks are good. Time off. Time only makes the heart grow fonder, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Or or it doesn't, and you find other things to enjoy. Like, like Corb, I kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, have varied interests that, um, that over time, my intensity and, like, drive for that thing varies over time. And, like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't always have to be. The, if you're not enjoying the thing, then stop doing it. Like, at the end of the day, even, um, I don't know, it feels like my, my worst days as a streamer are still better than a lot of my best days at my previous job. So, like, yeah, I'm very lucky and I enjoy what I do. Um, but that doesn't mean every moment or every yeah. day of that thing um, is good going to be fantastic like we i'm a person i have uh varying moods i um you know like i have varying motivate levels of motivation that like there are some times where again i just don't want to press that start streaming button because like gorb I, I tend towards introversion and like it's exhausting there are times where like you know after a four-hour stream i need a nap because like that was emotionally draining and like um so but at the end of the day, like I still love doing that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it even, um, and like again, like my livelihood is relying on it, so I'm gonna keep doing it even on days that I don't want to. Just like I would go into the office on days that I didn't want to, which was quite frankly most days. And so like that's, it'll, you know, it's it's still a very very good um, situation by comparison. I think it's all just about like your mindset, right? When you don't tie your your happiness to like uh, Corbett said to your rank, right? And are you enjoying the games that you're playing? Are you learning? Are you getting better? And tying it to that, I think will lead you to burn out a little bit less. And then also just like realizing that it is a game, and if it's something you're not enjoying at the moment, like you don't you don't have to play it, right? Nobody is forcing you uh, to do it. So feel free to take a break, go do something else, right? Um, all right, a little bit of a less serious question here to to end the the, the mailbox no, episode this is, on. This is the most serious question. This is the most serious, the most controversial of all of the ones that we have answered. Which one of us? This one comes from Ogre because, of course, it did. Right. This is, of course, the question that he's going to answer or ask. Which one of us has the cutest dog? Keep in mind, wars will be waged based on this answer. And I'm not even really sure why this question had to be asked because we all know the answer is Nox, without a doubt. No, don't, don't, don't do this. You, do you what? Can't. Tell the truth. <laughs> I'm just... I don't. <laughs> new, new is always better. Uh, I have the youngest puppy, therefore I have the cutest puppy. That's just factually inaccurate. I have the the eldest puppy who has been on this planet for eight or nine years now that has allowed him to accumulate uh the most uh experience and he has fully statted it out into uh the uh the, the cuteness attribute and so like <laughs> i don't know like lovely doggo fully uh fully invested in uh in cuteness i just remember to anchor work me up at 3 a.m um, Anchor is not the cutest. You guys can fight it out. You guys <laughs> yeah. go for it. Yeah. yeah, I I just I don't even think it's close. Mine mine's sitting right over here. I can I can bring her out here to to show you guys. She's the I best. Don't, 
You don't have. You don't. I think you only have one emote, right? You don't even have emotes for both of your dogs, Raffle. Come on. You only have one for Teddy. I know. I well, that, that's who I'm championing here. So don't tell Juno. <laughs> Juno is a beautiful, beautiful dog. But like, I mean, the okay. I'm gonna be honest. If Ruffle is willing to pick favorites, I mean, that kind of uh, that kind of says it all a little <laughs> bit. There, what, okay, I'm not picking favorites necessarily. This is it's just the the definition like of the word cute. It doesn't apply to Juno in the same way that it does Teddy. And on top of that, like I also had. Teddy from when he was a puppy, so like, yeah, I'm gonna be more attached to, to, to him because like, <laughs> I raised him. That's my boy. <laughs> this, this just in: Raffle has favorites amongst his children. Will drama ensue? How about this? How about this? We'll uh, we'll put up photos of all of our dogs, right? You can do one for both, Raffle, uh, if you would like, or you could just choose Teddy as your champion, and we'll just no, have two polls. The more puppy pictures, the better. Fair enough. All right. Well. Just know that you're going to be splitting the vote amongst your dogs, so that's maybe I mean, down to your own this detriment. Is the real, this is the real wild people's or puppies' choice awards, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. We'll just have YouTube yeah. comments vote. We'll, we'll we'll post a poll down in the uh, in the pinned <laughs> comments. I'll just have I'll just have you guys decide <laughs> who has the uh, the cutest dog between uh, between the three of us. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up, though, for our mailbox episode. I will say, I came into this worried if we were going to have enough questions for an episode, and then I looked down, and this is like the longest episode we've had in a month. So, yeah. This is great. This is yeah. a, a <laughs> super sweet episode. So, thank you, everybody, for uh, submitting your questions. And, uh, Rolfel and Corp, thanks for uh, submitting yourselves to uh, to answering all of them. Appreciate you guys, as usual. Uh, and thank you again for joining me on yet another episode of uh, The State of Wild. Appreciate you all. Let the people know where they can find you and your content. Yeah, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube, YouTube, YouTube uh, at Ruffle, and uh, Twitter and Instagram at RuffleHS. And you can find me at Corbett Games on all those platforms. So thank you guys very much for watching or listening. Yep. You guys can find me at Get Me Out on all those platforms as well. Appreciate all of you guys that listen all the way to the end. And uh, don't forget to vote in the poppy poll down below. This is the most important takeaway of this hour and a half long episode, okay? Vote in the poppy poll down below. I appreciate all of you guys listening, and we will see you guys again next time. Later.